Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. This is episode 13. Once again, it's your boy Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. And this is episode 13. Jalon, you set this one up. This is on yeah. you. So I'm going to alley oop it to you. Yeah, man. So I'm on, you know, Instagram. I usually don't look at too many people's stories. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of people I have muted because I'm like, I don't want to see the nonsense. But I was just in the mood to, you know, scroll. And this one girl, she posted a, a video of um, Tiana Taylor, her uh, her last uh, performance. So it's called The Last Rose Petal. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, yo, this was this was really fire. I didn't expect that out of her. I know she's a dancer and she could do a lot, but I didn't expect the amount of dancing and, you know, choreographic, choreograph- how do you say the word? Choreograph. How you say that word? <laughs> How you say the word? Choreography. There you go. Perfect. Choreography. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> no, nah, but basically she had she did that. She had the Jabberwockies with her. It was just a full show. So I wanted to know, like, for experience wise, what was the first show y'all have ever been to, and what was y'all experience um, going to it? First show. First show it has to be the first. It has to be the first because because this is this is you never experiencing anything like that. And then so I want to see what your experience was like doing going to a show. I got to think about that because I low key don't remember my first concert right now. Oh lord. Yeah, uh, I actually remember my first concert. Man, I was like, oh man, how old was I? I was like fifteen um, or maybe younger. I don't know. But um, I went with uh, one of my friends and uh, my mom and uh, her friend. And, and we just went out there and saw everybody, man. It was like one of those concerts where you have like a whole um, list of artists that would just come out and present their set. So at the time, Chris Brown was fairly new to the scene. But everybody was there to see Chris Brown and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was hot then. So it was Lil Wayne. It was uh, Chris Brown. It was some other R&B groups. I don't even remember, man. I think them franchise boys even came out there and leaned with it. And it, it, was, it was a fun environment, man. And um, the way that I felt at that concert, it was like that was that was the first time that I just actually just soaked something in. Like I was just I was kind of like stuck in a way like, wow, like there <laughs> I listen to these people <laughs> and there they are. Like, so I don't know, man. Miles was Miles was kind of like a um, a starstruck type of feeling, but without the dramatics. Yeah. So. What's up, man? Did you just you have thought, yours yet? I, okay, good. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was uh I think it was Lil Wayne in college. Like okay. I didn't go to my first concert until like I was outside the house. So uh, I want to say it was like Lil Wayne around like the summer of '09 or 2010. So uh, okay. uh, yeah, and I remember this concert being the one. Um, I think he had he brought out like. I want to say like two chains, um, a couple other people that he brought out. So it was real dope at the time. I ain't gonna lie to you. The only reason I went to the concert because it was free. Like my pops used to work at the radio station, so he used to get us into a lot of like you know concerts. But um, it was a cool experience. I think anytime like live performances is just a different energy of like you know really getting the feel. Like you know what artists are really like 
like that yeah. when you see them perform live. Like it's a total because I've been to some bad concerts and I really want to talk about those concerts and those artists yeah. today. But um, that little Wayne one was uh, it was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. Okay. That's what's up. Well, for, well, for me, mine was super special because y'all know where I'm from. I'm from, you know, New York. So my actually first performance I ever seen, a music show I ever seen is actually Jay-Z. So I was in college and, you know, we're broke in college, right? So these tickets were $200. I don't know how I had $200 in college, <laughs> but I had $200 and I went by myself and I had a great time, man. It was the first time seeing Jay-Z live. I was next to this, this older couple. I'm sitting here rapping all the lyrics and they're going crazy. It's just like, it, it, was, a, it was a great experience. I, I didn't think I was going to have that much fun and even going by myself which I never did back then, that was kind of, you know, it was different because the first time out of my, my parents' house, I'm by myself in college and then I went to a performance by myself. That was, it was pretty big. But with Jay-Z, I knew all, that was the one artist, like my favorite artist ever. So I had a lot of fun doing that. Hey, was That's that dope. the one at Greensboro? Correct. Yep. I, I think I invited yeah, I you to, to it. Concert, no, you did not. I was there. I went to the concert, bro. Like that was the what? uh what was Matt wh- which one was that? Like the that was not Magna Carta. It was like, it was like, like oh nine or right? something though. Cause it was like it was like freshman, had to be freshman year. Nah, 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 nah. I ended up going. So when he came back and was like twenty thirteen, I ended up oh, going. Oh yeah, to that was him, gone man. by then. Yeah, I was going by then. Yeah, 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 cause I told yeah. you I told y'all about it, but y'all didn't want to go with me. Oh, that's too much bro, money. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred dollars for college. I was broke. <laughs> Listen, I was bro. selling. I was selling beats, bro. So I was making money, man. Listen, I, I wasn't selling money. nothing. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how broke I was in college. So I told you, my pops uh, worked for the radio station. So yeah. y'all remember the Watch the Throne tour? So yeah. when the Watch the Throne tour came through Greensboro, I had tickets to go, but man's was really out here struggling. Funds was hella insufficient, and I sold yeah. them tickets for grocery money. And no. to this day, I'm like, to this day, no. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, ah, I probably should have went to that concert because I've seen Jay, but I ain't never seen Ye. So I'm like, I kind of hold that, like, bro. But man's was broke. Is either enjoy that night, them two hours, you, have food. Hey, bro, That's man, wow. I can't believe you, bro. You know, I had to, I, I had to fill I, that fridge. It was, it was, I, it was a hard decision. Okay, so, so what did you buy? What do you buy in the grocery store? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh, so so like this was, I remember I sold the tickets for like, I think like three fifty. So, you know, when you in college, three fifty is a lot. So that's like, that's a little bit of rent I could put towards. And like, that's hella groceries. What you mean? Like I had, you know, chicken. You feel okay. me? I ain't have to go ramen. I can actually, you know, cook and eat. And I'd be out here super struggling. So, yeah, nah. I, I regret that, you know. Yeah, she's got bougie with it. Yeah, you could have did a little more ramen. Could have borrowed $10 from me or something, man. I, I had you. <laughs> you could have done a little bit more ramen. A little bit. A little bit more ramen. Hey, hey man, you get, you get tired of eating ramen, man. You get tired of eating ramen. I don't care how many chicken packs or beef packs. You just get tired of eating it. I wanted some real, some real food, some substance. You feel me? Yeah. You know, some real meat, Pauls. I was going to continue on that subject, but we're going to change it all up, bro. We're going to change it up. All right. So watching Tiana, watching Tiana Taylor, that video, it kind of, I don't know. Did y'all see that video? I think I said, I don't know if I sent it to y'all or not. Yeah. You sent it. You sent it. Okay. Yeah. So watching that, it kind of reminded me of 
like Janet Jackson, like the way, like the, the outfit she had on, the dancing. A lot of people don't really perform like that, you know? So, so I just wanted to know, like, who's your favorite performer? Because Tiana Taylor is definitely inspired by Janet Jackson. Who is your favorite performer that y'all have seen or y'all wish y'all could see? That's like that's two that's two different questions. Okay, okay. So I'm just saying whichever one is easier for you. <laughs> Dang, man. All right. Tony, you wanna go first? Sure, yeah. Um I would say the artist that I would have loved to see um was Jay-Z, man. Uh I really wanted to go to that concert, but I was just broke. I was so broke. I was yeah. so broke. So broke. Like couldn't even afford gas. I don't even think I could have got there. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even think at the uh at the time they was they was doing Uber and shit. So I was ass out, man. I could have <laughs> could have I could have walked there but still would have been ass out. But um yeah, man. Nah, I really wanted to go see Jay because I know about Jay. I grew up on Jay. I got memories of me listening to the cassette tapes of Reasonable Doubt. At elementary school, man, I used to get caught with the tape with the with the tape player because I'm listening to the, the to the album. Man. Yeah, man, yeah, all that for real. But um, yeah, man, Jay was one person that I that I wish I could have uh, seen in concert, man, for sure. I, I'm a I gotta I'm a flip it because the other part of Jay is the the yay side, and for me, I'm a big Kanye fan, like. Super big Kanye fan. Not as much of his old stuff, so I'm not a fan of Donda and you know some of the other shit he's done lately. But early Kanye, big fan. Watch the Throne. I've never seen him perform. I've seen like everybody else, but because I sold my tickets to Watch the Throne, I didn't get to see him. And then I feel like uh, I was gonna go see him in like the Yeezus tour, um, but then he canceled that one. So it's like yeah. every time I've had a chance to see Ye, it's like something else happens and it's kind of like damn bro so and i feel like i feel like that yay wave is probably gone i don't want to see sunday service version of kanye um i'm not trying to go to church i'm not trying to go to church kanye like it's okay bro i want to hear late registration you feel me and i don't think he's gonna be doing that so (laughs) uh yay yay is the person yay is my yay is my hip-hop artist i probably got a slew of like r&b people that i want to see but like yay is my hip-hop dude that's what's up. Well, well, me, mine's is going to be a little off the wall because I've seen Jay-Z. I've seen Justin Kendrick. Bieber. Can I talk? I was trying to go down the list. I was trying to kind of name drop a little bit. Give me, give me a second, all right? I've seen Jay-Z perform. I've seen Kendrick Lamar at Green Street. I've seen J. Cole. I've seen Drake. Those are pretty much the top people i would want to see so i'm gonna take it back to like the 90s a performance that i wish i was in the crowd for was erica badu called tyrone i wish i was in i wish i was in the crowd for that because that's the most legendary song and it's live you know they played it on the rate the first time i heard it i was in a car and they played it live i'm like yo this song is it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, like she's, she's talking about you better call Tyrone. Like, we know Tyrone, but we don't know this guy's name. Like, that's, I think that's crazy. I feel bad for Tyrone. I feel bad for any man that named Tyrone because of that song. Yeah. Man, chill, man. <laughs> Look, because <laughs> there are people out here named that. But um, I actually seen Eric of Badu uh, in concert. Real talk. 
Okay. And uh, that was a straight up vibe. I think that whole concert changed my whole personality, man. Honestly, really? um, in a great way. I mean, yeah, you know, she has the diva-ish type of way, not in a bad way. Just just in a, a way where she's going to take her time. She's going to sip her tea. She's going to roll on the stage, not just walk, you know, like she has her own way. Like she does little things with, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like some type of beat thing that she, that she uses and she creates sounds and then just create a beat while she's transitioning from songs. And she's a, she's her, like her own vibe and she's in a different space, but it was magical seeing that man. And, um, yeah, she came out there late. People were getting frustrated. People were getting drunk. There were people drunk. There were people drunk before yeah. she even came out. I was like, yo, but I wasn't. I was <laughs> I was right there waiting. And as soon as she came out, like she did um called Tyrone as her uh, last um song, like a like her last song out. So like That's everybody so was drinking, right? And they was all drunk, singing a better call on Tyrone as they walk out the building. But it was a great vibe, man. I would highly consider you go see Erica for sure. That's funny. So, so, so I just want to go on. on short list. Hey, man, but I just want to go on with with the call Tyrone. Do y'all have like who 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 would be y'all Tyrone? <laughs> like if y'all y'all in trouble with y'all. I know we're single, but let's say we're in a relationship. Who would y'all call? Like, I mean, who would you have to call? You get kicked out or something like that. Dang, boy. Nah. Would you would y'all have anybody that close? <laughs> Uh, first of all, I, I I ain't calling nobody. Ain't nobody kicking me out my damn house. That's that's what I'm like, I pay bills around this motherfucker too. I will go to the couch, but I ain't leaving this goddamn house. I might go sit in the car and drive around the block. Like, I ain't, my bags ain't packed. I ain't going nowhere. Like, I, we, we, we're not doing that. That's a good goddamn no no. So uh, call Tyrone. I ain't calling nobody. That's that's my answer. <laughs> you know what? I gotta share that answer too. Like, I wouldn't have a reason to call on Tyrone, man. I mean, especially if I'm paying the bills in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on now, yeah. no sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you, hey, you know that's that's in a uh, <laughs> in a in a in an unforeseen future, right? And I didn't yeah. have no control. Yeah, man. You know, I got a couple of homies I could possibly okay. call. Yeah, but uh. I, I wouldn't take that first offer though you know that's not where i'm going first so that's just that's just me that's funny yeah for you me, call I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have nobody call man i'd probably call my sister or something like that see oh that like but that there's a certain <laughs> part of like you can't call a sis though she's gonna make you feel bad <laughs> I, i'm in charlotte now. i call david probably but david be on the move man that's it yeah, yeah, that he he might not be nowhere near you, bro. Yeah, but see, right now, like, yeah, good. We don't really have people that are just Tyrones. I mean, really, Tyrones is somebody that's just like at your convenience. Like most of my homies, they busy, they got lives. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. if like the Tyrone's only time. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, I don't have I no freeloaders friends, man. <laughs> I ain't got that. She has like you better call your is, bro, like the song, like, like. Well, let me say, uh, okay, Tyrone wasn't necessarily freeloader, but the homie himself that she's talking about, like, you need to call yeah. Tyrone. He's the freeloader, so yeah. you know, like, to be in that position where, like, bro, like, you know, 
your, your lady paying for you for everything. Like, come on, she, like, yeah, you should see this coming. Like, you know, uh, women are generous, but their generosity eventually ends at a certain point. Like, they just gonna keep yeah. doing this shit. So, yeah, call them. That's crazy. All right, well, um, okay, so now let's do the second part of that. We gonna go back to the um, music. Um, so we're gonna do the second part of the question. Was who was your favorite performance you've ever seen? Did we do that? Mm. We did that one yet? Did we? Nah, we well we well yeah. we hinted on it, but we didn't but okay. we didn't answer. So yeah, we didn't answer. Yeah. Um, oh man, I just I can start first if y'all don't want to go. Sure, I, I, yeah, I go first. Start, yeah. All right, so for me, for me, it was a uh, like I seen Jay Z a bunch of times. I seen Jay Z three times because that's my man. But um, he needs to give me some some more tickets and stuff. But whatever. But the best, <laughs> listen, the best performance I've ever seen was on the run tour, Beyonce and Jay Z. Like Jay Z is dope. But with Beyonce, them together, that's a whole nother experience because the way they flow in from Jay-Z song to Beyonce song, and they have a bunch of money. So they could bring in other people's music that's not even theirs to blend into the song. So it's a full experience. Because with Jay-Z, like most rappers, they're going to sit there, hold a mic, and they're like, da-da-da-da-da. They're going to be rapping forever. But with like an R&B artist, especially somebody like Beyonce, She's putting on a performance. She's bringing out dancers. She's bringing out, changing the music. She's changing her outfits like 20 times. Like, it was a full experience watching them perform. That's what's up. Uh, for, uh, for me, I mean, I guess this is on the R&B tip. But for me, um, I had uh, the chance to see Chris Brown, like, in his own concert tour set. And I'm telling you, man, like, he is the walking Michael Jackson, man, seriously, that whole concert experience was like, yo, it was definitely an experience. And of course, we hear his music, you know, material and yeah, there's some raunchiness. But when you when you see him and hear him live, it's a real show. Like it's a real experience. Like he's not really all into that stuff. He's like giving you a show. You really going to get your money's worth when it comes to that. and. To me, that's that's dope, man. So, yeah. Okay, okay. My favorite is uh, I had a couple to choose from, but on the R and B tip, uh, Daniel Caesar and her. So I got a chance to um, see them at this point. It was like right when like her was first coming out, so she wasn't really as popular as she is now. And uh, Daniel Caesar had just came out with his debut album, but like seeing them perform live was was an experience because like you know how like some artists they don't sound the same as they do um, like on the record live. Well, they sounded better, and like they just had everybody like in they in in a nice little vibe and a good little feeling. So like I would say that's probably one of like my my most favorite performances too. Um, I also got to see Nipsey Hussle that day. And that was a dope performance. And that was like That's right before up. he passed. Um, but outside of that, I got to say, like, I got to say that Daniel Caesar one because that man got some vocals. Like, effortless, sips tea, vocals stand in one spot. Like, the boy was singing. So, nah, that's, that's, I'm going with Daniel Caesar and her. Yeah. And, and you brought up a big, a good point. A lot of these songs, they sound so much better live than they do the actual song. Cause I'm, I, d- I went to the uh, Dreamville Festival. I think all of y'all went there, right? Yeah, y'all both went there, right? The Dreamville yeah, Festival. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I was there. So, I was there. Yeah, so for the Dreamville Festival, I've never heard of JID. So when I heard of him at the concert, I'm like, yo, this song is are crazy, right? But when I got home to play those same songs, it wasn't doing the same thing it was doing when it was live, you know? So I, I definitely like the live experience. I feel like if people haven't been to a, a music concert yet, I feel like they need to go because the experience you have live is way different than what you're going to hear by just listening to it on, from Spotify or Apple or whatever. Facts. What do you think the difference is with that, though? Uh, just the whole performance. Because like when you're there, you have these big old speakers blasting the music at you. You get to feel it. Like a random person doesn't have my speaker. So for my, I have a studio set up. So the speakers are blasting and then and like their car, their car might not be doing everything, but you have the experience of, you're never going to hear music that loud ever if you don't have a, a system like that. And I just feel like hearing it there and also seeing a person perform, that's a whole different experience. Facts. Like, for instance, at the Chris Brown concert that I was speaking of, he actually had her like perform the opening act. And I became a fan of her at that concert because it's like, oh my gosh, she sounds just like she sounds on wax. Like literally, I mean, everything was just matching. And I was like, yo, her is the shit. I didn't think she was like that, but damn. (laughs) Oh, and and another person that I've seen on the R&B tip that is exactly alike on, on wax is Ella May. Mm, really? I, yes, man. I went to an LMA concert. You know, that was when, you know, I was, you know, I was with the lady at the time. You know what I'm saying? We feel you. Yeah. Okay. I, I. I'm saying, but <laughs> but, but, you know, honestly, though. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yo, but damn. I, I became another fan, too. Yeah. Aesthetically as well. So yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aesthetically, <laughs> she she's a she's a complete package. Yeah. <laughs> hey, b- because you brought up R and B, Tony. Do you remember when Melanie Fiona came? Because oh I think gosh. about her in the sense of <laughs> another person that like I know probably most of our listeners probably don't really even know who she is because she definitely had her <laughs> couple songs and then fell out. But like when she went live, that shit can sing, man. Yo, for real. And she touched me, you know. Yo, me too. That was the funniest thing ever, bro. Can, can, I, can I say it? Can I, can I say it? Me so and Tony was in the same row. Yeah, because like, I, I, I was sitting like all the way to the. I'm sorry. You just you tell a story. You tell a story. I'm sorry. You tell a story. I can only tell my perspective of the story okay. because I because remember like y'all being there. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm all the way. So it's pretty much for like a little, it's a little auditorium. So they have the middle area, they have the right and they have the left. So I'm all the way in the left. I don't remember who I was with, but I'm all the way in the left. And then Tony's in the middle. I think you're in the middle as well. Right. So Melly Fiona's walking down, walking down and Tony stands up and he reaches his hand out. And then like, she touches his hand and Tony just like, just, Blushes and go crazy. Everybody was laughing. You see the biggest dude in the room just blushing and going crazy over that. That was, that was hilarious. Relax. Relax, bro. I was starstruck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, hey, come on. 
she she is all like that in person though because she is a bro. She probably like a strong five too. She little. Yeah, yeah. She I know she was that small, but her, her not, but her skin was soft and she pretty too. Like, oh, she was pretty. Yeah, like, yeah she's pretty listen, for sure, and she can sing. Shouts yeah. out to Melanie Fiona, wherever you are right now. Um, yeah, I actually follow her on uh, IG. She's married. She got kids. Man, congratulations okay. to okay. her. You know, I got a cyber stalk. <laughs> she's actually Guyanese too. She's Guyanese, by the way. That's your cousin. Basically, basically, yeah. Hey, bro, that's what's up. To the cookout, invited to the I cookout. Need, I need to, man. I need to, man. She's kind of busy though. Uh, she ain't making music, so how busy is she? Facts, facts. I but since you brought since you brought that up though, I want to bring up another something. It's not like that, but it's similar. So I don't know if you ever seen like Janet Jackson performances when she would like bring the guy on stage and pretty much like grind him on stage. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, she does okay. it, and I think somebody else would do it too. What Destiny Child? Did they do it back in the day? Uh, nah, no, 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 no. Com- what I'm talking about, not a lot of people did it because like she had the guy tied up. And then, like it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy for her on stage performance. And I feel like I've, I've seen other people do. It. I've seen Tiana Taylor do it. I've seen um, did Sierra do it? Something similar to it? I think Sierra did something similar. But the thing you're talking about with Destiny yeah, Child, that was a cater, that, that was the cater to you uh, BET uh, performance, BET Awards okay, performance. Okay. So okay. she was actually That's there was a doing. yeah, because yeah. they brought like three people up and they were doing lap dances. I know Terrence Howard was going crazy. As I would have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we could go into like BET awards and stuff. Do y'all remember like any BET awards that like really stuck out to you? Performances. That performance. Yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go, go straight to my head because I feel like let's be real, like. There's a, every man, every African American man that would watch the BET Awards would love to be on that stage with them. Yeah, and I'm a I cool, would. composed person. I don't know if I'd have held my composure. I'd have been like cheese, like schoolgirl. You feel me? Like yeah. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd have been able to hold that in. You know, like I don't care if it'd have been Michelle or her clumsy ass Beyonce or Kelly. Yeah. It, it, I would have been. Uh, I, I'll be, I'll be mad. I'll be mad. Be the one that Michelle picked, bro. Because like out of all three, y'all like it, Michelle. I'll be pissed. <laughs> See, oh no, God. you can't be mad at Michelle because I feel like Michelle's the most realistic for you to take a shot at. You know, like Kelly and Beyonce. Hey, bro, they actually <laughs> Michelle. Come on, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you got it. You I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. Michelle, Kelly, Beyonce. It didn't matter to me. Y'all already heard a story of me being starstruck. I'd have been passed out on the stage. I'd have been passed out. And I'm like, man, how the hell? They, she grinding on. That nigga was passed out the whole time. I'm like, man, shoot. And then, you know, they got to slap me back into consciousness. Like, get up. The, the show is over. Oh, for real. On live TV, too. It wouldn't matter. On live TV, dog, my heart would have really went live. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on this same subject, another celebrity that's done this a couple times is Rihanna. Ooh. So, you know, and that's the one I feel like Tony, we'd have been the same, but I would have passed out. Yo, like honestly, 
I wouldn't have made it to the stage. As soon as she pointed to me and said, come up, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I would have tore my damn meniscus and everything, bro. I would have tore my damn ACL, meniscus, whatever the hell. My whole knees would have been buggling the whole time getting up to the stage. I've been doing the army crawl. Like, I'm still, I ain't taking up, I ain't losing out on this opportunity. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that happened to me. I probably would think she's not pointing at me, bro. I'll stay saying that. I'm like, it ain't no way. Cause I would have just froze up. You, I don't think I would have, I would have just froze up, man. I'm like, no way. Nah. Yeah, no, I would have started mushing heads like against other people. Get the fuck, get the fuck out the way. I'd, yo, I'd have been up there. Whoo. I wouldn't have <laughs> believed it. Because, you know, I used to win and stuff. So I'd been like, nah, nope, nope. I looked at my wife like, you sure I can go up there? She's like, sure, babe, go. Like, you, you sure? I might not come back. <laughs> I might not. <laughs> I might not come back. <laughs> this is Rihanna. Do you see this? You know, hey. Watch me now. Shit. <laughs> Man. So that's wild. So with, <laughs> so with uh with that, so right now with the, the group of R and B artists we have, what artists would you act like that if they actually you to step on stage? Because like right right now Rihanna's not really active, but out of the active R and B acts. Mm. Mm. That's tough though. I feel tough. like the the cur- the current group of uh, like R and B artists that we have, they kind of like, uh, like her. If her pulled me on stage, it's it's all the shenanigans. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like listen, like her, her is listen. Also, if Adele pulled me on stage, I know most people Ooh. will listen. Adele can get it. I, I, listen, she put me on stage. It's a rap. <laughs> there's, there's a few, but I also don't Adele don't make music that's like pool stage worthy. Like, I don't yeah. know how she, you feel me. She'll give me a lap dance or rolling in deep, but I make it work. I figure it out. <laughs> I figure it out. I'm a creative person. So uh, I'm, I'm going with her and Adele, you know. Yeah. Okay. I bet. It's I'm a couple more ads that list. Yeah, like this is this is a hard one, dog. Because like, yeah. I got two. I actually got two. Um, one is I don't know what she's doing, but she got singles. She got single after single. She got even classic singles, but she still like to stay low key or under the radar for some odd reason. But I'm talking about the artist named Seven. Y'all heard of her? Seven. Yeah. 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 If she yeah. was to invite me. On stage, it's over. It might just it's going down. Might just start. Just you know, it's going down. make. I might make eight and nine, probably even ten. <laughs> from now, straight up, but um, <laughs> on some real, on some real. That's one, and yo, <laughs> I don't give a damn. All the numbers, <laughs> infinity until beyond. You know, like for real. But um, LMA. When I tell you, man, I was at that concert, man, I was like, yo, look, and I know this kind of, you know, uh, but LMA is aesthetically different. And it's not even about like how she sounds. It's like, wow, I just want to just sit right there next to her on the stool and just hear her go. Like, just hear her. Yeah. Yeah, man. She's different. Yeah. For sure. That London accent, too. Yeah, that London accent gets me all the time, bro. Because I'm like, she sings like she's American. When she talks, it's like totally different. Yeah, she's definitely. Jamal, a don't go to London, then, bro. 
So what? You'll be down bad, bro. Don't say don't go to London. You're gonna be down bad. Every yeah, chick that open their mouth, you're gonna be like, hey, can I? What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> That is, it's cool cause I actually have a friend that lives out in London and everything she says is like different so one thing they say like when it rains hard they say it's, it's pissing down outside yeah 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 or the they whole, use whole, bruv instead of saying bro they say bruv yeah. like a hard yeah. V like their whole shit is a little different but it's it, 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 caught, it catch you off guard when they say it's pissing down outside like it, what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Somebody is pissing down outside. They said, "What? Who <laughs> doing what? Like, oh, I ain't going outside then. Like, no, it's raining. He's <laughs> there pissing down outside. Like, what? The oh, I am definitely ain't going outside. I don't know my raincoat cover piss. I'm gonna go outside. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all are fools, man. All right, well for me, Who you- I'm gonna go. Uh huh. I was about to say who you got. You already started it. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I, I just thought about the last podcast, Ari Lennox. Man, the minute she puts pressure on, I'm out there, bro. Uh, oh, yeah. Bad for not even bringing them on. Oh man, yeah, man. Y'all forgot, but y'all I'm sleeping, bro. Damn, y'all so forgot sleeping, about Ari. Man. Yeah, pressure. Come on, I'm out oh. there, man. Sheesh. Mm. 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 I, you know, Janelle, I would have to steal that. I'm like, she's not pointing at you. She's pointing at me. Yo, yeah, like, <laughs> goodness. Mm. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah I think I'd have bought Because she's the one singer that doesn't like, she's not going to just stand there and sing, you know? So that's what I thought about. Mm. But um, we could we could keep this more. Go ahead. This a, was she, uh, I don't like, listen, I don't remember a lot of Dreamville because I ain't going to say, we're not going to talk about my mental state, but uh, was she at Dreamville? I don't remember her. Yeah. Yeah. She she got on early though. I probably she missed her. Early. That's what it was. Yeah. I probably yeah, because I, at that time. Yeah. Because I, I was coming in, I could hear her singing. I'm like, dang, I missed, I wasn't really a fan of her back then though. I ain't going to lie. I was a fan. No, you know what? I think she performed when like Saba was performing because I got there early because I wanted to see Saba, but she yeah. might have been on the other stage and I didn't really feel like walking across the field to see Ari. I'm yeah. sorry, Ari. You know, I love you though. Get yeah. me in my DMs. They open for you, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but how do y'all feel about um, concerts like that? That's like outside to have two stages because my experience, I wasn't a big fan of it. Like the dream of it was cool, but like people on different sides was crazy. I think on one side we had uh 21 Savage, then we had J. Cole, and then we had I forgot who was before that, but when 21 Savage was performing, they had Sizz on the other side, or no Big Sean on the other side, and right before J. Cole, they had Sizz on the other side. So it's like you can't watch them both, but the main event is J. Cole. So like you see the print of Big Sean, SZA, and all these names, but you can't really see them perform because you're waiting for J. Cole. I love it, honestly. Yeah, Me like, too. Yeah, it's it's because if you were to go to Coachella and look up like how they set right. up, like uh, even Rolling Loud, a lot of these bigger music festivals, you yeah. really like they appease to everybody, but you kind of gotta like figure out like who you want to see. So you can I choose know, your like, vibe. Facts, facts. Like when they printed out the list of like who I've seen Big Sean, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I hated his performance. 
I saw Big okay. Sean and Trey Songs in concert, and it was like probably yeah. one, the most god awful concerts I've ever been to. Trey Songs couldn't <laughs> hold a note in the goddamn bucket to save his life, and Big Sean <laughs> sounded extremely annoying, boy, boy. And this is at the time like when he had dropped ass. And I've been a fan of Big Sean for like the finally famous day. So I was like, oh, okay, Sean get up there and rip the stage. But Big Sean performing at a Trey Songs concert wasn't necessarily a good mix. So I'm not a fan of him yeah. live. He's boring. Yeah. He's dry. Right. Um, so I feel like when they print those out, you like Tony said, you get a chance to pick your vibe and like kind of go. Because on the contrary, on the other side, I would want to be standing in one area all day. That's true. Concert yeah. after cut, like after pro, because I don't, I might not want to see Twenty One Savage. Like when I Meek came it. up, there, like, oh, Meek's here, but I, I don't want to see Meek Mill. Like I didn't pay, I wouldn't pay to go to a Meek Mill concert. So there's some artists I'm like, oh, okay, bathroom break. Yeah, I'm going there. Like, yeah, it was like definitely a lover. Oh yeah, bathroom break. <laughs> I tried to see. <laughs> I tried to see all of the artists that like I I mess with, man. Like I think I got there when Boss was on um the other the other stage, and I was like, "Yo, yeah. I'm going to go see Boss." Like straight up, yeah. I don't know who was on the other stage. I think Tiana Taylor was there. I think she was yeah, there. She was there too at yeah, the time too. I think her and um she, 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 yeah. So like yeah, it was, was like a split decision, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was something. Well, that's cool. Well, since we talking I had a about question festival? about Tiana Taylor? Okay, go. go ahead. Do y'all like fuck with her musically, or do you just fuck with the fact that she's a good performer? Because I know like there's kind of a difference between the two. Because I like some of her songs, but I'm not a fan of her whole musical catalog. But like, yeah. just curious to know what y'all how y'all feel about her. Oh, I, I like her musically. Um, I, I didn't hear her. I like her musically. I didn't hear her second album, the album she just put out now, but the ones bef- before that with uh, Rose in Harlem and I don't, I don't know none of the names off the top of my head, but the one that she was like laying in the bed or whatever, that was a pretty good project, even though it had like six songs in there. And the newest song, I didn't really, I didn't get a chance to like break that down. I didn't even know it dropped. So. That last one's fire. I ain't gonna hold you though. I will say that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Yeah, the uh, the album... Yeah, the the one where she had like six or seven songs, like that was like a pretty a pretty dope album. That was when I kind of like understood her artistry or like her lane, right? Yeah. But when I um seen videos of her like performing, I'm like, man, she is she is something else. So uh, I just respect her for her talent, man. I, I'm not gonna say I'm one of those you know uh, fans that's like, oh, I I 100 follow her music. I just follow her artistry, if that makes sense. Like. Yeah, how she is in the industry, I like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, true. yeah, true, true. She has a song with Erica Badu. That's why I asked that. And it's that motherfucker. Mm. It's fire. It's fire. Oh, Anytime I, I feel like, yeah, it's on the like. It's a couple of songs off the her last, her, most, her most recent album that I'm like I really uh I rock with. So anytime I feel like Erica Badu does a track with somebody in our like you know our age bracket. I'm always kind of like tuning in to see like why. And it, it was definitely yeah. worthy of, you know, it's worthy of a listener. I'll definitely up. give it a, a listen for sure. That's what's up. All right. So we, since basically, we basically spend a lot of time on the females, the female women, no, I say women, right? Women sounds better. So a lot, a lot of uh, time on the women. And I want to hit one artist that's probably on the top of top of top of 
every woman artist, and I want to go to Beyonce. Did y'all see the performance that she did for Coachella? Oh, the homecoming joint? Yes. Yeah. Oh, bro. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, bro. That's, okay, no, I'm just saying that's, I was just saying that's probably the best performance I've seen that I've never been to. And I just like the theme of it because I've actually watched it again before this episode is that she wished she went to HBCU. So like, what was y'all experience before y'all went to A&T? Like, what was y'all mindset of saying, hey, I'm going to go to HBCU? Oh, can I go with this one first? Yeah, either one of y'all. So I have a very unique experience. So my mother had me at a young age. So I actually was able to go to college with her and have recollection of it. She had me that young. My mom went to an HBCU um, in Florida, Bethune-Cookman College. So my dad actually was in the marching band at Cookman. So for me, like I'm a true second generation HBCU uh, person. So I grew up with having like the Florida classics. So like to me, I know HBCUs like that is what I, I know. So me going to A&T was kind of a continuation of that legacy of one to kind of experience those same things I experienced um, kind of as a kid growing up around my, you know, my family and my other friends. Cause most of my, for the most part, anybody I know that kind of go to college has gone to, you know, HBCUs, whether it was fam or Bethune or, you know, central or stuff like that. So for me, um, I have a very rich, you know, history with HBCUs. So mine was, I kind of already knew I was getting myself into. Okay. And then Tony, before you go, what made you go to A&T? Since both of your parents went to, we said Batum Cookman? Oh, Bethune Cookman. Uh, I don't know. And Daytona Daytona Beach. Yeah. uh, Yeah, What made me go to A&T? So at the end of the... Yeah, that's what you guys asked me. What made me go to A&T? Yeah, yeah, that's what I asked you. I actually said it, yeah. So at the end of the day, like, um, I am a North Carolinian, and my my degree's in animal science, so A&T has a great program. And also, like, I'm going to be real, like, at the time and shit, if you're in North Carolina, A&T has a reputation of, like, just being the school to go to. So kind of like here, like they got good academics. They got also real bad ladies. Um, it's a good little party school and it's an hour away from the crib. I was like, bro, sign me up. I'm there. You feel me? That meet, that checks all my boxes. So like, that's really the reason I went. That's what's up. All right. Go ahead, Tony. Man, I mean, this is a this is a pretty deep question. Like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out, like, do I have a real profound answer? Honestly, I don't. Um, I just know that growing up it, i was just influenced by uh friends and family and um family friends that were involved within the hbcu network and um i knew that i wanted to go to college uh you know being a being a young black male in durham in bull city mm-hmm. and then just focus on graduating high school that was a goal. People don't realize, but like that was actually a goal for me, especially coming from Durham, the, the, the areas that I know about and grew up in and am familiar with. It was kind of like, wow, you you already did something by being right here. But um, looking forward in the, in the going to college, I knew I was smart. 
I knew that I could get into get into college. I actually got into um, two different schools, uh, and it was one um, school that I could have just drove on down, and I'd, I would have been all right if I just would have applied myself more in high school at tail end. But for a seventeen year old black young teenage male that is uh, not going to say a product of his environment, but on the good side of things, right? Want to do, want to do good, want to um, uh, progress within the future. Like my, like my mind was just all over the place, dog. So I got into uh, A&T and I decided to go. I had a cousin that went out there. I was like, yo, let me go ahead and just experience this culture down here in Greensboro. So technically my, my experience was just uh, organic approach because my cousin, he, he was, he's, he's much older than me. So his, ex- his experience was different. But when I got there, I had to create my own. Luckily, some of the people that graduated and came back for like homecoming, I knew them. They already had their own experience, you know, they would like talk to me, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you good type shit. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. You know, I'm making something shake. But yeah, basically I I carved my own stepping stone. So maybe hopefully my kids could endeavor in um the HBCU experience. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well me it's completely different. I knew nothing about ANT. I didn't know um, Drumline was was the movie about AT. I didn't know anything because my family, everybody's from New York. Everybody lived in New York. So the way the colleges are, we don't have like the big mascots and the drumline, the dancers. They didn't have those schools in New York. That's more like a South thing. So when I was picking colleges, I didn't know what college I wanted to go to. Like I was just like, I think I applied to like three schools and then I got into AT and it was giving me a partial scholarship. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to A and T because, like, I didn't I didn't know anything about it. But actually getting there, and I remember I don't know if it was like the first week or whatever, the first parade that I saw, like them marching down the street. I was like, yo, this is this is different because, like, you see the golden delights, you see the uh, the, mm-hmm. the drum line, you see the uh, cadets. Are, are they cadets? I don't know. Whatever the guys are with the little little poles. I don't know what they call, but like you, you see them coming drum down. Majors, I'm like, yo, bro. this is drum drum majors. There you go. Hey man, listen, listen, whatever. <laughs> but what, I, what I'm saying is that I didn't know that was going to be my experience until I got there. Cause I didn't know what to expect. So that seeing that go into the um, battle of the bands, which a crazy experience. So it was like, it's nothing like a HBCU. So when Beyonce did this, it made me see. It just showed the world how big HBC what HBCU is on a big stage. No, that's absolutely facts. That, yeah. That that is that's facts. Which I think it <clears throat> it was much needed because I feel like there's a lot of people kind of speaking to yourself that if you grew up in a certain side of the country, you don't know this culture exists. So yeah. like to see that and be like, wait, no, they really get down like that. Like this, not just a movie. No, no, no. Like this real drum line. Yeah. Drum line is what we experience. You know, stump the yard yeah. is what we experience. There's nothing to actually go into those environments and go to homecoming. There's nothing like G-Ho. There's nothing like the HBCU homecoming. You know, there's nothing like that first week on campus when it's just a freshman. And we all just trying to figure stuff out. Like, you know, the HBCU experience was I'm happy she uh, put a put a light on that, and I gotta applaud mm-hmm. Beyonce just in general for putting the eye on black topics. P 
period, because at her, like Beyonce is the creme de la creme when it comes to artistry. So for her to be yeah. at that level and still highlighting black issues, whether it's at the Super Bowl halftime show and she coming out in the black beret on some Black Panther stuff or doing yeah. a Coachella performance when you know most of your crowd is white. Yeah. And she still did that. Like, yeah. Queen B, gotta love her for that. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah, that's that HBCU ex- experience is priceless, dog. Like <laughs> priceless. People just yeah, get jumped in it. <laughs> can, can I ask y'all this? Since we on this subject, what I I want to ask: What's your most fond experience? There's too many to choose from, man. I'm, I mean, can you be a little bit more experienced? Like, I mean, uh, specific. Like, uh, as far as what type of experience? Well, well, All right. I, I, so go, if you were, go, uh, I got to answer. I got to answer. I got to answer. You can you can explain different. Okay. I got to answer though. Yeah. So for me was I kind of briefly described it was the battle of the bands. I don't know. Did y'all go to the battle of the bands? Yeah, nah. I, went to, I went to a couple. I didn't go. Okay. Well, they, they had a battle. State. No, the, I don't know who we went against, but it was in the gym. It was in, it was in Corbett. Yeah, that was Norfolk State. Yeah, that was okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I've never like you've seen Drumline on like the movie, but it's a different experience because they were outside. We were literally in a gym. So the drums are going, they're playing like songs with all the instruments. That was probably my favorite experience experience because I've never like the movie is not like like the actual seeing it live is way crazier than actually seeing the movie cuz the movie like you got hype when um what's his name Nick Cannon was playing the drums on the other guys um drum set but seeing the actual realness of it and how loud it was cuz we was in an enclosed gym that was probably one of my favorite experiences at AT. I got you. I got you. I would I would say now, since I have a, a clear understanding that it, it could be vague, I was a different type of student, man. Like I wasn't involved in the, in the um, social limelight at uh, uh, A&T as much as I, I would have liked to been. Um, I was trying my best to make sure that my mama was happy. And I'm sure there's a lot of young black men out here that understand <laughs> my experience when I speak on that. You know what I'm saying? So. I would say that my experience in the library after a certain hour at night, Club Buford, <laughs> Club Buford yeah. <laughs> was definitely, definitely a different experience. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. Loved every every minute of it. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Club, Club Buford. I'm going to say this. Like, I spent a lot of time in Club Buford. Um, fell asleep in there. I feel like that's the mark of, you know, when you've really been in there, if you fall asleep in there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep my like my experience low key like rated G because I'm probably the worst <laughs> student here out of all three of us. Uh, my college experience was motherfucking. It, it's a movie. It was it was it was eventful. Um, but I'm gonna yeah. say like freshman year, I feel like uh, there's something about just being a freshman when you get to college. Um, you don't <laughs> you you just left high school. You feel like you could take over the world, but you still like naive and don't really know what adulthood's like. So. Uh, for me, it was like the gym jams, like going to the gym jams and actually just kind of like turning up and having fun. So um, they were innocent. We didn't really know what what the world was at that time. Like, you know, we didn't know what life was. We didn't know what really college was going to be like. Like freshman year, I made the dean's list. 
Um, you know, it was it was a fun year. And then like sophomore year came back and definitely hit me with a little Molly Wop two piece and then my GPA definitely dropped, you know. Hey bro, I, I tell people this like my GPA, my fresh uh like freshman year was great. Made Dean's list both semesters. Sophomore mm-hmm. year, my GPA that first semester was a zero point six. Boy. <laughs> what the Listen. what? Listen, you know, like when you get to college, like I'm going to say this sophomore year, I went from freshman year, I stayed in Cooper, all male dorm. Sophomore year, I went and stayed in Pride. I had my little, uh, a single and I brought a car back. So it was like, you know, that's that first time when you're like, okay, priorities, what are your priorities? And I chose ladies. And yeah, you know, I went a lot of book times and my GPA definitely reflected that, you know, moms was... She didn't even see the GPA, you know. I ain't gonna lie to you. I definitely <laughs> like, how she was like, how you doing that semester? Oh, we good. We good. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tap it on the backside. <laughs> that's, that's yo, funny, yo. Yo. <laughs> I gotta add con context, bro, because you're right. My experience was the exact opposite. Freshman year, first semester. I didn't understand. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, oh, I'm supposed to go to class? I mean, I went to class. I, I went to class. That's what's so messed up about it. Like, I went to class and still got academic, bro. I'm like, damn, how the hell? So, hey, look, man, it was a it was a different experience for me. I, I had to buckle down for real, for real. And then what was what was crazy, I just knew, like, all right, it's this HBCU experience, which is good, but Yo, it had a hold on me because it was like I, I could have strayed and 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 went over there and and focus on the women and partying and all that, or I could just find my grind and stay low key and graduate. And I chose to do that, man. I mean, hell, you know, I'm I'm well off now. I'm actually happy. <laughs> It turned out well. It turned, it turned out, out well. very well. I'd have been ass out, man. Whole ass would have been out, yo. If I would have went <laughs> the other way, I tell you, <laughs> yeah, that's it's real. I actually have a, I have a quick story because me and Tony were actually roommates. So yeah. what happened was we had freshman year. You have eight o'clock classes because you don't do your schedule, so they give you whatever's last. So you have eight o'clock classes, and me, I'm a morning person, so I usually wake up early, go get some breakfast. And they come back in my dorm and chill. So this day I had a test, right? So I get my breakfast super early, come back in, like, you know, I'm studying in my bed, right? So me and Tony both had eight o'clock classes. So I ended up falling asleep for the class, right? The way I woke up, Tony opened the door was like, yo, you good? I was going to time like, yo, I missed the whole test. <laughs> I mean, was I wrong there? I mean, look, he's his own man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to get up too. You feel me? Like, shoot. I'm not gonna be a babysitting you, bro. Hey, I got love for you, but damn, you know, you got you on you on your own, bro. Yeah, but that's the thing that you have to learn once you get to college. Is like, yo, you literally are. Yeah. Even though me and Tony was super close, like, yo, like you got you got to get up. Yo, yo, yeah. It's that was, that was man for funny. yourself. That's when you realize, it. literally, exactly, man. You got to find exactly. that grind, man. You got to find that grind. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I will. I say this. I know a lot of people like nowadays, like, oh, I don't think kids should go to college. And I feel like I, there's a part of me that agrees. You don't need it. But there's so much you learn about yourself in that environment. Like, oh, oh, yeah. My God. Like, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of life lessons that you can't get at the crib. Like, you know, like that. You know, I ain't never go to class. And that shit 
I'm, I turned out fine. I graduated, you know, got a job with a Fortune 200 company, uh, made good money and stuff like that. So I ended up being able to turn it around. But boy, I had to dig myself out some holes on the back end. But <laughs> at, at a school like North Carolina A&T, every distraction you want, there's there. It's there. It's right there. You want to party? Or you can party every day. Yo, it was day everywhere. I'm trying to tell you, man. And then what's what's crazy? My distraction was led off campus. I would go to other campuses, man. Like literally, like USCG, it was just, yeah. it USCG. was just Greensboro. Yeah, man. I was always on uh, G's campus, man. Just, just, just trying to figure out life, figure out Greensboro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just there. I was in a different city. I was trying to understand my environment. Let's just say that. You know what I mean? But um. Oh, temptations, shout out to dog. Three, three, six. Facts. Oh, day. But bigger shout out to Aggie Land. You feel me? Facts. Sixteen That's home. East Market. What's That's home, good? Right That's home. That is home. Ah, that just gave me chills. I feel good when I say that. Yeah, uh, man. Damn. <laughs> Jalon. Oh, we it's kind of hard to stop talking about it because that's, you know, our college experience. So I didn't think we were going to go that deep, but we did. But um, yeah, Oof. I mean, well, if you want to bring it on back, it was a live performance the whole four yeah. years. Yeah, let's right. really talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you it's it's all about how you make it and your experience. So everything was culture, every everything was music, everything was fashion, everything was lust, everything was temptation, everything was choices. Like, come on now, I can go on and on. That's the same feelings that you would get at a concert or a festival. Like, do you want to get drunk on the Don Julio? Go over there. <laughs> Or for do, <laughs> right? Do you want to get high and listen to whoever you know? what I'm saying, like, hey, you choose. This is the environment to do so and be yourself. So, I think it goes hand in hand, man. Hopefully, I brought it back in. Can I ask uh, a question know? that I feel like the? Oh, go ahead, Jalan. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Ask the question. I was going to ask a question because I know the one thing that when Tony said, uh, it made me think like, so throughout our college experience, the one thing that we can say, we were influenced a lot by different people from different places and they put you on music. Uh, so musically, you know, I can, we can, let's bring this full circle. And I'm going to speak, I can answer this because Jalan's somebody that put me on a, a big musical artist I love, but how was your musical taste influenced through like your years in college? You know, who's an artist that you found out about that you probably wouldn't have necessarily found out about on your own time? Yo, that's a great question. I think I'll start, man, because um, when I was in college, man, like I used to listen to a lot of music. And of course, you know, the audience know that me and Jalan was roommates, so he would make beats all the time and he would use certain samples at certain times. And he would use certain types of old school songs. And Jalan, you know what you did, man. So um, in a sense, that that was an influencing factor for me to just broaden my horizon when it comes to certain music. Now, not saying that I've never was open into understanding my music palette or my music taste, but I find it very strange that every time I study, I had to listen to Sam Cooke. It was weird. But 
I found that out at A&T. And through his music, I understood what type of activist he was. I understood his style. I understood what he was talking about. I mean, it was it was something that I've that I've learned and I picked up. Now, don't say that I was out there at A&T walking around with Sam Cooke swag. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But rooted as far as my found my foundation and the like understanding what type of man I'm like becoming. Yeah. Like pop some Sam, some, some Sam cook in real quick and I'll vibe out. Like, so, Hey, you know, blends, man, different blends, man. So yeah, that's just my, one of my uh, experiences. Yeah. For me, man, I spent a, I spent a lot of time (laughs) in my door room. Like after class, I went in the room making beats before class, I was making beats. I was on a bunch of different uh, websites, Two Dope Boys, Rap Radar, all those things. So I pretty much, every new artist that was coming out, I was doing my research on them to see if there's a way to contact them to send them beats. So that's, I knew a lot of artists. So the artist that I've, I learned about was Kendrick Lamar, because in college, that's when he f- just changed his name from K-Dot to Kendrick Lamar, to the point where we're actually Facebook friends. I've never actually messaged him, but... <laughs> I became his Facebook friend in college. Um, Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy came to our school. Um, I forgot what I forgot what, what it was, but it was some kind of Aggie performance Fest. where it was like, oh, Aggie Fest? Okay, yeah. And I didn't know nothing about him. And I'm like, yo, this dude got mad swag. And I looked him up. And I'm like, he's from Cali. And, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, yo, this guy is fire. So I learned about him. Um, who else I learned about? Big Crit. Justin, you actually put me onto Big Crit. And he was sampling like I mean, he was actually sampled with Adele's song, right? Rolling in deep. Yeah. He sampled that was, yeah. oh, no, was for homecoming. Yeah. So that was like one of his super things. He did um, big crit. Uh, who else? XV. I don't know if people really know who XV is now, but he was popping back then. Um, a lot of people, man. I could I could go on for I could go on for days, man. But definitely put me on a lot of music because I spent a lot of time in my dorm room by myself because I was making beats. Okay, <clears throat> so for me, I got to pull up like a Tony vibe because I feel like T put me on a lot of people. So to Jalon's point, uh, like Jalon put me on Kendrick Lamar when he found out about him. Um, and that ever since day one, I I love the dude. But I think going to HBCU, um, you learn to kind of tap back into your roots in the classics. So I really like started vibing to like the old school, like the Isley brothers, you know, like. Um, you know, LTD, like a lot of those, because you have parties that you'll go to. And even though it's 2010, 2011, at towards the end of that party, they playing Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go. Oh, man. And you seeing oh, everybody, yeah. you know, turn up and it's, it is, it's, it's all love. And it's like, you know, we, we 19, we 20, but we turn up the songs that came out in the eighties, the sixties, the seventies and stuff like that. So it really definitely made me kind of go back into my, you know, my bag and kind of pay respect to those people that came before us musically that influenced us because, you know, you drop before I let go, you definitely, you can't twerk to that. You got to learn how to do a two-step. So that's kind of where I learned to, you know, work on that, uh, the old head swagger and the debonair because you got to learn how to turn it on and turn it off. You can't always be Roscoe Dash all the way turned up or walk a flock of, oh, let's do it. You got to know how to, when, you know, Candy Rain come on uh, by Soul For Real, you got to know what to do. So, for me, I want to say it definitely, um, it was a lot of different just 
the eras of music, I realized how broad and beautiful like black music is. Like mm. it's, it's, it's so many different facets of it. And it's so great. It's like, you can't use one word to describe it, but just great because it's just, it's expansive. So I want to say that's probably the biggest thing that like really influenced me, you know, being able to turn up to with the old heads. Yeah. two-step and cut a rug with them you know like and they show you like riding got out dance by people that's like four times my age i'm like boy <laughs> i'm trying to be like i'm trying to be like oh when i get older you feel me so yeah i want to say that's probably the biggest thing for me you know that what that homecoming experience you know when you hear yeah. that frankie beverly and maze like why is it so easy to respect musical tradition versus like Mm. love tradition within the love climate now you know <laughs> I, I just wanted to throw that out there somebody probably listening somebody listen but yeah <laughs> that's damn near an episode bro we might have to I'll try uh, look Mark, come back come yo, back to that one that, that, that came up <laughs> mm. let's do it let's do it let's do it I say let's do it yeah yeah, and just just for me, kind of kind of to wrap it up. I, what I experienced in college is just seeing how music affects people. Because like I didn't really go out before college, so the minute I got to college, I went to a bunch of different shows. Like I said, my first one was Jay Z concert, and they had like a lot of little gym jams. They had a lot of little small performances at you know at A and T. So just to see how music affected people, other than just seeing people on TV and on the radio, you see how a big crowd will start doing the electric slide together when that comes on. Like you, you won't, you won't experience that until we go to like a homecoming and they playing it and you're like, yo, everybody's doing it together. And only time, only other time you do that is at a wedding or something like that. But you never have that experience of doing it with your brothers and sisters, which is kind of cool. Facts or a 200 person swag surf. Yes. Oh man. Yes, I, that oh, was man. Yeah, but they, they, they don't they don't be doing yeah, it like that yeah. no more, man. Because like I, that's when it was fresh, but like I still be trying to when it comes on, I'm like, oh, this is my song. I know, I know this one. <laughs> See, you got you got the you got the old head approach to it right now. Like, oh shit, no! <laughs> oh damn, there it is. Here go, here go. It's, it's not it's not the same. Because you living off the memories you have, you living off the memories you have from like being in the events, like you know at T, where it's like everybody knows what to do. Like we had, we had cool swag service. We were doing that shit in slow motion, and you know, like we was really out here, bro. You can't, you can't pull it up on everybody, like. Random niggas grabbing you all sweaty and exactly. shit. Exactly. Like yeah. Cause, Cause that was the thing. Like people that grab they don't know who you are. They grab you, they go left and right. Now you put the arm on somebody like, yo, what are you doing? That's a, that's a rape charge, bro. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's sexual assault. <laughs> You're going down. Uh, yeah, no. Nah, those but, are the days, man. You, you right though, but I think this gets to a good point in time to wrap up the episode. This has been another beautiful conversation. Um, I definitely think this went in a way that we didn't foresee it going, but that's the beauty of this podcast. You never Facts. know where we gonna go. Um, with that being said, fellas, any last remarks you want to do before we wrap it up? Hey man, look, I think this topic is definitely a good one. I think that um us sharing, you know, our live performances experiences is is only something that we could definitely put in a time capsule when it's time for us to speak about stories when it comes to our children and letting them know hey is there a resemblance in your experience than it was with ours so 
I think this was a fun topic, man. It was great for sure. Yeah. And for me, if any listeners are, you know, in the high school age and they're thinking about going to a college, don't just shut off the HBCUs because they're not the the Duke, the UNC or all these big names. You could still get a good education at the HBCU and you have a great experience with people that look like you, which I think it's it's something that you can't it can't really be beat. Yo, that is a fact. Like, let's just really be frank here. Like, <laughs> those black children out there that are thinking about going to college, go to HBCU. First. first That's where you need to go. D- don't look no other place. Don't look no other don't, place. Don't look no other place. Go to don't, HBCU. Don't believe, the, don't believe the lies they done told you. When you look at the, the textbooks of all the people of our skin color that are doing it big, most of them come from HBCUs. So... Come home, come to where you love, go to the centrals, the ANTs, the Bethunes, the fams. Like, trust exactly. me, you're not gonna have a bad experience. It's not gonna all be perfect. Trust and believe it. it ain't always perfect. But that person that you go, that you that you are going into it versus coming out, you're gonna two love different that person. People. And you're, it's gonna be two you're different gonna love that experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those people that always wonder why people who went to HBCUs go crazy for the homecoming, mm, it's Yo. an experience. If you ain't go, you don't know. Ah, you just don't know. <laughs> like it's it's, yeah. it's just that way. It's different. It's, it's just yes. that. It's just that way. But that brings us to a good chance to wrap up the episode once again. This is episode thirteen. Thank you all for listening um, through this point. Once again, I'm Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. We out. Peace. Yeah. Peace.